0: Hi and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast where we go down deep and dirty on all the big stories, all the big headlines from the Premier League each match week. So make sure you subscribe and listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Robbie Earl. I've got my mate Robbie Musto. He's somewhere in the background. Musty, where are you, mate? I want to (laughs) talk about this weekend. And we're going to start with suggested adjustments to the Premier League. We're going to talk about Chris Wilder's blades, how they've got fifth spot in, in the league. Carlo Ancelotti is doing some great work at Everton. There were points shared in the relegation 6 pointed between Brighton and Watford. But we'll, let's start, mate, with the postponement uh, West Ham at Man- Man- hosting Man United at the Etihad, where Storm Kira came in and caused all kinds of problems. Just a bit unusual, isn't it, mate, for, for a Storm to postpone a game? I can you know, rarely remember in our mm. time of playing that, that this ever happened.
1: Yeah, it's Man City, Rob. You said United. C- it's, yeah, it's Man Sorry, City, City at West Ham, yeah, yeah that, that got postponed. No, you're right. I mean, it's very rare for rain. I mean, I think when when we played, Rob, there was the odd – there was a lot of snow and ice. Now, the the pitch was often okay because a lot of the, t- the grounds now, maybe nearly all of them, have undersoil heating. Mm. Um but but the, it was for the the areas around the stadium that were unsafe with yeah. snow and ice and that's what you sometimes get postponements mm. but for the most part no i mean nowadays with the premier league and the stadiums and the and the focus around the money that's involved and the the way that they can treat all the areas around the stadium right now it's very very unusual that and i couldn't yeah i was surprised I woke up this morning and and found out the news, so Earl's get another easy day in, in the studio. In the
0: studio. <laughs> yeah, hopefully you'll get this day. I mean, there was extreme conditions. We're talking of, of winds up to 90 miles an hour. I was just sort of explaining to Bex as well, Rob, as a player, it, it's... It's kind of a bit of a nightmare scenario because everything's geared up till the week. And I always just remember, I don't know if you were the same, but like a Friday night's sleep was always mixed with a little bit of nerves and anticipation and not fear and, and all those things that, that happen. And all of a sudden, you know, you learn in the morning, the game's off and it just, you know, everything goes out, you. everything drains, it, you know, that, that butterfly feeling in, in your stomach instantly goes away because you know that, that, that the match isn't coming up.
1: Yeah, I mean, what, what sometimes even worse than that, Rob? I've had a couple of games where we've driven a long way on the mm. team bus, yeah, and the conditions don't improve, and then the, yeah. the you know the, the stadium that you go into is like you get the message, and you've got to turn around, and all the fans have got to turn around as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, it, it's just unfortunate, but you, you, it happens, doesn't it? it happens yeah, it does. in the north, I mean, north of England, but this is you know I think it's pretty much UK-wide. This big storm that's gone
0: through. Causes a little bit of a problem though to the Premier League and certainly the two clubs involved, Rob, because now they've got to reschedule a game. We're talking about congestion anyway. Certainly for Man City in three cup competitions, they're going to want to to win all three. We've got to find the space. You know, obviously it was the first winter break, four four games this weekend, six next weekend. I mean, we were saying, we were sort of laughing to ourselves with Carlin and Rebecca, you'd almost feel like next weekend on the winter break that they should have the time off would be the ideal time to slip, slip that game in. <sighs>
1: It, it, it's it, who knows, Rob. You know, who knows? I mean, it's a, it's, it's,
0: the thing with English football is
1: that there's so many games, so many competitions, mm. and then the FA Cup replays have gone in and thrown a spanner in the works, yeah. of course, that we much we know about and Liverpool's approach to it and everything else. I mean, just on that, Rob, and the winter break, are we in agreement that, that? and some aren't? I mean, Chris Wilder said, like, yeah, he was very strong, it, wasn't he? Yeah. Very strong. I don't, I don't care about it. Let's just keep playing mm. through. I, I'm with it. I think, yeah, I think yeah. the players would benefit. I think everybody mm-hmm. from the football clubs would benefit from a couple of weeks off yeah. where they can just go and relax. I heard you say on the broadcast today about certain players taking breaks before with Alex Ferguson, yeah. which is a good point. But players do need a little break, for them, particularly those international players that are away in the summer playing almost week in, week out, and you're yeah. back into preseason. They want to get back. They want to join preseason and mm-hmm. start the season, et cetera, et cetera. So I think it's a really good, really good idea. Yeah. Um, it's been a long time coming. It's just... Whether this time, Rob, there's been a little bit of talk about it, and I happen to agree, and, I don't, and I'm not sure what the answer is because of fixture congestion. But it is a little late, isn't it?
0: Should yeah, it does feel a little late. Just after
1: mm. January, I think. I think right after the uh, maybe right after the third round of the FA Cup, that first weekend in January, mm. couldn't they just have? And this is just a just an idea. Yeah. And I get. I mean, I get why they split in the fixtures so viewers. Yeah. Around the world Some can still football. watch Premier League yeah. football, yeah. but it's it's one week to the next week. If if after the see the the week, you've got the January. I think the um, the FA Cup was the fourth and the fifth. Yeah. The week after that, Rob, the eleventh and the twelfth. Now, if you just said. And I don't know, I'll get your take on it. Mm. That weekend is off for everybody. everybody off. Now, yeah. I, I I know fans might be mm. fed up. There'll be no Premier League football, but my mm. goodness, they've had a ton, absolute yeah. ton of it over, over the Christmas. festive
0: season. Yeah, yeah.
1: FA Cup still keeps the FA Cup Saturday mm-hmm. on the fourth round, and the week after that is a total break. And what you get as well is that the teams that might want to rest players for the FA Cup, mm-hmm. they rest them well, with that, and yeah, then a window. We'll so the it becomes two and a half yeah. weeks. The only thing is that is an issue, Rob, and I know... F- the third round replays. <laughs> you know, that's the thing, innit? it? The FA Cup replays. Yeah, the, the replays have got to,
0: to start up. I think that's the yeah, Even the, most, at the third round.
1: Even at the third round when you get the little clubs that...
0: One-off games, mate. It's yeah. a one-off cup competition. If it's your day, you're drawn away. You've got a great chance of beating someone. If it's your day, you're, you're, you're away to the um, bigger team. You have your big day and you, you, you have your chance. I just, there is, As you say, there's no ideal answer, but we've got to start looking at it the replays are, is is a problem. That's no doubt. I thought it was a little bit of a halfway house by the Premier League doing what we're doing at the <laughs> moment. So it's like you know half the teams rest and got six games next weekend that that, that are going to come. I, I think to step in the right direction. I must admit I was a little bit anti it and, and a bit more of the you know we've never had one in the past. But when you're seeing top class players with the injuries, you know the the Marcus Rashford, what we're talking about, stress fracture in the back and maybe talking about overuse and and the constant intensity. Mm. Listen, I want want to watch the best games. I want to watch the best players. And I've got friends who've um, flown over from California for the weekend and obviously, disappointingly, they were going to the Man City game and it's been postponed. So Mm. a trip they've been thinking all year. Mm. But but what I was saying is if, if, if it's a trip and you're a Tottenham fan, you want to see Harry Kane. He's a big player, world-known, world-renowned player. You want to see those best players. And we've got to do our best in terms of protecting them to give them the best chance of getting more matches. And um, I think it's like everything, Rob. I think if the winter break comes in, of course there'll be a little bit of criticism in the first year or two. But in a few years' time, people will get used to it. They'll start to book their holidays or act accordingly. And and we'll we'll move on from, from the conversations.
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I mean, you think about as an England fan, which I am, Rashford, Sterling, yeah. and, and Kane yeah. Yeah. all out wow. injured with with maybe overuse injuries. I mean, that's you know, that's that's you not might good, be getting the you know. call
0: up from Gareth the way things are going, <laughs> <laughs> you know, mate. Uh, just one thing on, on, on the one more just on the Premier League, yes. just in terms of, of things that look like they're changing. They've changed back to the the, the transfer windows now back in line with the rest of Europe. Um, that extends the window now through the, the first three or four games of the season. Some, in some respects, that might not be ideal because obviously players can be in and out when, when the season started. But I kind of think it's a common sense thing to do, Rob, because I thought the players, the, the clubs were putting themselves in an awkward situation by shutting our window earlier before the season start, just before the season started. And then there was another two or three weeks of trading that teams could come and get your players, but you couldn't get theirs. I mean,
1: see, see I, I preferred it this the, the way it's just been. Do you? I'm, I'm a little dis. Yeah, I prefer it. I mean, doesn't, doesn't a manager want to get all the trading done before the season starts and the games start? So there's none of these players that are unhappy, they're yeah, not but on the team, we don't know what's going on.
0: From their point of view, yes, I totally I, agree. But, but you can't, you have no control over somebody then. Alexis Sanchez goes out at Manchester United mm. and then yeah, all of a sudden this, they find themselves, they couldn't do anything in the window.
1: No, I, I know. I know that. Mm. I, I just, I would have thought the Premier League might have might have held on for another season, Rob, to see if European, you know, changes on the, in the European side of things, and that they come on to the mm. to the Premier League's way of thinking. And of course, there's no, there's no right there's no you know necessity for them to do that and they might still continue Mm -hmm. to do that and and i just think they've backed down on it very early rob one season i think the season started early because of the international games or Mm -hmm. something there was something why it started early and you know it seemed a bit of a rush around and i get it i just i just thought they might have continued. i just don't like and we've seen it for many years. That's why they changed it in the Premier League. That's why they changed it because players were fed up, they were sulking, they weren't signing new contracts and they were thought they were leaving and you had this uncertainty around the teams for the first few weekends. And I, I just prefer it clean. The window's a little shorter, yes. But yeah. get, your start, get yourself sorted. Get your, get your targets lined up. Sort out your squad. Sort your contracts out. First game of the season, we all know what you've got going forward with your squad. Mm. And and that is going to be set until January. And and um, I just preferred it that way. But I, I, listen, of course I understand the arguments and players yeah. leaving and you, you can't get a chance to replace them. I just would have given it another season to see if there was some kind of movement where you could persuade the big European leagues elsewhere yeah. to get onto the same programme. Maybe agree so,
0: or disagree on that one. Yeah. And say, I just feel as though, yeah. you know, why should the Premier League put themselves in a more vulnerable position than anyone else in Europe? And if a player gets injured in the first couple of weeks, at least you have a chance to maybe do a bit of business. But as you say, no ideal situation, but it's now in line. Yep. We'll see how that plays out in the summer. Let's, let's get to a bit of football. There, yeah. there was a game played today, Stone Keyer. Kira didn't affect uh, the Sheffield united Bournemouth game. In the end, we saw some sunshine at Sheffield. Like so was the mm. the difference in uh, weather conditions. But just first of all, Rob, just in terms of playing in, in those windy, wet conditions, I never used to mind it, to be honest, because I used to think it, it, it now comes down to physicality and maybe some athleticism and things. And I didn't really... It was never something that worried me or, or bothered me playing in those kind of conditions. No, I mean me either i mean the, the, the maybe we thing. weren't skillful
1: enough to exactly it was a, it was a level of, it was a <laughs> yeah. level for us i just it, it's just the wind's tough isn't it that's that's the toughest yeah. bit if it's a wet pitch or a, yeah. or, a, or a, a snowy pitch and, mm. or a bit heavy Better slide tackles isn't it yeah absolutely oh. i love to slide tackle so i'd love that but it's mm. just the wind when the, the ball's swirling around if it's yeah. those those stadiums that aren't really a full bowl mm. and the wind comes in on the end um, that's makes it a little bit difficult. But I'll tell you what, you know, sat here on my on my nice nice sofa, mate, watching the game today. <laughs> um, I mean, you'd never know, really. Nah. I, mean, I mean, there was a bit of wind flying around, but the ball was rolling perfectly fine and, yeah. and the, grounds, the ground staff did a great job. And I will tell you what, I really enjoyed the game. It was a good game, really. I really enjoyed yeah, the game. It was a good Just game. different teams. Mm. I thought Bournemouth, from their side of things, I thought they were excellent. Played in the good football, didn't they? Minutes, played some... They played great football. Cost a couple football. of good
0: opportunities at the, um, I thought in the first half, when they broke, especially down Fraser's side, that left hand side.
1: Yeah, I, I just, I mean, they got the goal there, Rob, didn't they? they, yeah, play, they got ahead, play. yeah. They get the goal in, in the 14th minute, and I'm thinking, wow, that's that's a proper Bournemouth team, mm-hmm. as, it lo- as it was looking after yeah. 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Possessing the ball, moving the ball really quickly. And Sheffield United, of course, at home would want to start fast. Yeah. And you can say, you know, yeah, they, they had a bit of a slow start. Mm. Full credit for Bournemouth, because yeah. their football, w- they outplayed Sheffield United for the first 20, 25, yeah, 25 30 25 minutes of the game. Great. They get yeah. ahead. Um, but they couldn't maintain it, Rob. Mm. And, and it's a fascinating kind of a, of a look at two different teams doing it very differently. We know yeah. that Sheffield United have been super successful so far, yeah. but talk about a team, Rob, that just starts to grind mm. and starts to slowly yeah. get themselves back into the game yeah. and their physicality and the drive that comes from the top man, the mm. manager, Chris Wilder, you just started to see it come through and Bournemouth couldn't quite handle yeah. that. That, that power and, and intensity, intensity that and you come, could yeah. kind of see yeah. the game shifting yeah. towards the back end of the first half yeah. and into the second There's half. It was a massive
0: goal, in. on it? The Billy Sharp just before cool. half-time. Right. You yeah. go in 1-0, yeah. it's a whole different conversation, and you know you think about 20 minutes hanging on or nicking another, but you a know, minute before they're going in at half-time, Billy Sharp... Sniffs one out in the six-yard box. He did sniff box. it right out as oh. well. You're
1: right. You're right with your movement. You talked about the movement. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just a... Li- I mean, he's been doing his whole career. And a lot of our listeners may not know Billy Sharp, but he's yeah. been banging goals oh. for Sheffield United for a long period of time. And he's just smart. He's just yeah. smart. He's great anticipating where the ball's going to end up. And it's so often... It's, it's, it's a way, it's at the back post area, from the other side to where the ball is, because people get sucked over to the ball. Yeah. And so often the ball finds its way to the back post area, and he's right there to poach it, to nick it in with the outside of his foot. And Sheffield United were back in the
0: game. Talk to me, Robbie Mustard, but Chris Wilder mm. and the little bit of push and shove that <laughs> went on it on the sideline. Mm. Well, it's funny because I saw
1: it and yeah. I thought, wow, that, and I think I was making notes or something at the same time. Mm. Looked up and I see him pushing a play. I thought, yeah. Wow, what's he doing? Yeah, yeah. Right? Like and then the, then play continued and, and the director in the game never really went back. And I mm. thought, Well, maybe it wasn't that bad, so I went back and had another look yeah. at it. And I saw that you you know, you looked at it again mm. with a broadcast. And and it's not as bad as I originally thought. Um Andy Sermon probably is, is is more out of order for
0: pushing a manager. Well, he's trying to get, to the, get the to the ball, isn't he? Yeah, and, you don't, and you don't cross put your hands on yeah, a manager,
1: yeah. do you? I didn't like his reaction, Chris. Wilde. No, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't like, it. like
0: it. No, as you write, Sermon, and and I just thought it almost sometimes enca- encapsulates Chris, where he, he sometimes almost appears a bit angrier than he needs to be. Sometimes <laughs> after games, i I've said too much. Yeah. I just think he has to be yeah. a little bit careful with that with the group that's yeah. working so hard. That sometimes you get, I don't know, if, if it's getting himself wound up. Is that his game day? But doesn't help that...
1: though, Rob? Probably, I mean, Sheffield United fans would probably mm-hmm. be screaming down the, down in the podcast and I say, well, you don't, we don't care. We love yeah. his passion. No, we love his no, determination. Maybe that's right. Listen, and I had a team drive, so... that we
0: had a bit of a similar thing. Yeah. Like, if, 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 yeah. if you went for one, you in for all others and, and, and it was that. And, and I'm not knocking the spirit. Just think sometimes as, as a Premier League manager, you yeah. have to be very wary of how you can yeah. book yourself because yeah. we've seen, Rob, yeah. managers often, I would say, lose jobs based on the perception, based on the media um, take of them. And I wouldn't like Chris Wilder to get a negative kind of public persona because of Mm. of those type of things.
1: No, you're right. I mean, big, my mate, big Nigel Pearson, wasn't it? With yeah. Nigel, he? You, yes. you, there's a few awkward moments mm. on the sideline that, that gets you, yeah. just gets you a bit of a bad name. And, and I don't think <laughs> yeah. it will start at this no, point, Bobby. It's no, just he's, like, he's, yeah. he's just, I, I agree. i to be a little bit careful. And this yeah. whole earthy um, mm. Sheffield needs, guy needs, that's, yeah. that's, you know, it, it it could it, it could get overplayed a little bit yeah. where he becomes pigeonholed into Correct. that type of job at that time and of that won't club. help him and when, it won't when help the big him clubs climb it. the ladder
0: absolutely yeah. absolutely won't help him let's yeah. talk a little bit about um sander berger uh, Robin Mustard. Yeah. i was a little bit disappointed yes. in him to be honest and I a patient. Big, uh, sorry Stay patient, my friend. I, yeah, oh, I think, I've, I've I seen he, enough of him he, where I think he, he, he's a good player. But I, I was a little disappointed today yeah. in, in what I saw. And obviously yeah. the change is made. John Lumstrom, who you know yeah. is one of my favourites, comes on. And what a brilliant yeah. finish it is, by the way, for Lumstrom. Yeah,
1: yeah it, it's a lovely finish and fair play to him. You know, you're yeah. playing so yeah. well, to get some goals, and a new Correct. player comes in and you put you popped on the bench. We all know what
0: that's about. I mean, a new player comes yeah. in your position and you yeah. know the writing's and on you're the wall. for it. Chris Wilder said he's been brilliant in the dressing room, still kept up his leadership qualities around the football club. And it's always difficult when you're not the main man all of a sudden and somebody else has taken your place.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. I, I think with Berger, Rob, I watched him a lot. So, of course, yeah. when the game's going on, yeah. you can see... And I just watched him and he's just... He's trying to get forward. Mm. I, I'm not sure that that role in midfield... No, it's, I know that yeah. he can play in different spots. Mm. It just looks like he's a little bit out of sorts. I see a player, Rob, that that looks... Confident, strong, good yeah. on the ball. Good he can beat, move quickly. Yeah. He's, of course, he's a huge guy with big physicality. Yeah, he's big I think he's going to be a blimmin' good player. Yeah. I just think he's got to settle down into this team and the, and, and mm. find the right find position. Yeah. And it could, be a, it could be one of those centre-back roles mm. where those guys continue to get forward and play like full-backs. Yeah. It could be the, the the holding player in midfield. I don't really know yet, but mm. I, all I know is I think he's got really, really good tools that, that we haven't seen yet. And yeah. I get your point, and you make a, a valid argument. I would just say... Let's give this guy a little bit of time yeah. because it looks like with the tools that he's got, the, the, the tools that he's got, he could go and play for for, for other clubs. But again, mm. I'm getting way ahead of myself. He just looks like he's got. When you see a big tall guy that's this this, this, this yeah. kind of silky on the ball, and they made a couple of bad giveaways yeah. um, for the goal and stuff. Oh yeah, he's a, he's I, I, a good think, I think he looks really, really good. And you I'm know, saying he that now. After a bad game, when he
0: passes, and Liverpool fans are, he's got a bit of a Jan Molby type passing about him where but, he, the, that he that can move. Yeah, I yeah. great, but can move a little bit.
1: Yeah, I mean Jan on, Moby on. couldn't run. Mm. <laughs>
0: no, well he couldn't. I mean yeah. and Berger,
1: he looks like yeah. he can More open his legs and, and run with the ball. But we'll see on that. Mm. I'm just, I just really like what, and it's super early, yeah. and there's no people would say, well, hang on a minute. But I'm, I'm telling you, I think yeah. there's something there that's mm. going to be. We'll see how special it is, but we'll see as the weeks go on. Just
0: want to get the league. Sheffield United fifth in the amazing. Premier League. Robin must 26 games. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a realistic chance. If you, they've got a couple of easier looking. I think it's Brighton and Norwich the next two games. By the way.
1: Wow. Yeah, oh, I mean, it, it's astonishing, and, and the way that they've continued the, the the promotion party, yeah, and, and yeah. they've got stronger and stronger. And today was a really good example, Rob, of mm. you know my favourite word in football is durability. Yeah. Well, today was a, a good mm-hmm. example because they didn't start well, and yeah. they got, they got outplayed. But they've got they've got character within them mm. to find ways to get back into games. They grind, they run, they get the support behind them, and they go on and win the game. A good example of of what we've seen from them, mm. and a, and a powerful strong team Rob that just had yeah. too much of that for Bournemouth who played I thought one of yeah. their better games mm. but they come off with, with a 2-1 loss but I thought they played well for the most part Bournemouth just a few moments of, of um, lack of concentration not
0: defensively tough enough yeah. and they lose you the talked game talked about that Eddie how, yeah, you know we've got to be defend and do better do you think Bournemouth will be okay Rob? Think, um, think- yeah I saw enough today and yeah. over the last couple of weeks I think are enough I think these a realisation I think these an none. Un- look a little bit more confident with, with their football again and, and, and a bit more belief in themselves. Callum Wilson's starting to get amongst the goals, yeah. which is a help. I do, I, I, I think they'll they'll have enough. I think there's going to be three worse teams, if, if that's the best way to put it, that that, that will um, go down before them.
1: Josh King is back fit, Rob. Junior yeah. Stanislas came yeah. off the bench. I if think it, David Brooks, the, yeah, the they, talented they, youngster, is, getting is back closest. In it, yeah. I just, yeah, I, I think they'll find a way I and mean, there's mm-hmm. still plenty of games to go for them. Um, they've got a couple of points from the relegation area now. I think they'll
0: be OK. And I, and, and, Let's move th- to uh, I the fight first fight. game of the weekend, Robbie Musto. in Park. Um, Carlo Angelotti seems to be uh, making a mark at, at Everton. I think since he's taken over uh, at Everton, only Liverpool have got more points than them. One defeat in eight since he's taken over. That defeat was against Manchester City. And we're seeing a little bit of... I would say more than anything consistency from Everton that maybe we haven't seen f- for a little while.
1: Yeah, and and it's really good. And looking at his team and what he's done, Robbie, he's kept it very simple. Yeah, and it's a simple four-four-two. I think it's a really good, smart move to put two players up front. And yeah. If you look at the yeah. goals in recent weeks, the mm. goals are coming now. 20 goals between are, them now, Premier League goals. 11, yeah.
0: 11 Calvert Lewin, 9 Richarlison. So, some, some, as sim- some as
1: simple as that. We know yeah. they've got some reasonable wingers. Bernard yeah. played yeah. on the left, and Walcott, they've got others, and Wobie and others that can come in and play as well. But to change to that 4 4 2, keep it simple. Keep them compact, because so, sometimes four four two can get a little yeah. bit outnumbered. But they don't. They don't look like getting outnumbered. And the two front players are doing great. I mean, it's you know, I th- I thought he coached the game really well. Rob, yeah, you know, and I know he changed, wasn't satisfied. He, yeah, he went a four five one, didn't he? 5 a four five one. The second yeah. half he brought yeah. on, uh, Mason, uh, in Mason Holgate in the midfield. Yeah, he made another defensive move as well. Uh, Sidibe came on the right hand side yeah. when Walcott got off injured. So he, I think he's balancing it quite well. Managed the game well at the end. Mm. And um, you know, it's great, isn't it, Rob? Because I think I've said before that these, these big-time managers that have won a lot of big clubs, we always want to see them at, at clubs that Yeah, are not maybe not huge. quite at that level. And it's not yeah, an easy yeah, job. Yeah. And I remember saying a few weeks ago, okay, Carlo, sh- show me you're great. Show mm-hmm. me you're a great manager. Yeah. And look at it. I mean, yeah, he's, I showing, like, yeah. he's showing Rob like that, that he's do. got something about him. Mm. It doesn't have to be an AC Milan or a Chelsea yeah. or whatever it might yeah. be. Yeah. He can do a good job at Everton Football Club. And just following on that point, Robbie Earl. Other clubs may be kicking themselves. They didn't get him when he was available. Mm, yeah, and yeah. the big clubs in the future, in the summer, think, wow, this this guy with his experience and with the respect that he gets more players and what he's doing at Everton,
0: could somebody try and nick him? No. Get him in, no. in the summer? No. Let me tell you, for me... No, the... why? Because they won't go for him or um, he'll, he'll stay loyal to Everton? I think right now... If he can start to show... Listen, he's proved himself to maybe to the ownership group who might just look at it and say, well, we've got, we've got a real manager now here. Yeah, they have got a real manager. We, we, we give this guy a little bit of money. We support him well. We're moving into a new stadium. There's a lot of things yeah, to I know be positive about that football club. Why, if you're Angelotti, might you start to think, I'll, I'll go elsewhere? I don't think it will happen. I, I would think maybe others are going to be kicking themselves for not, for not pulling the trigger and thinking yeah. that they could go there. But I just think Everton might just have something going now. He might just buy into this area. Realise this is this is a big football club, Rob. That, yeah. you know, when, when it moves to the new stadium, it's going to you know can be probably fifty thousand people. All of a sudden they're ready to, to compete and he's, he's already getting them into, into, into European places. So I said it the weekend to Rebecca, in terms of what he's done at Everton compared to what Jose's done at Spurs, you'd have to say Angelotti's had a bigger influence. Now, maybe there was more growth to come because of where they were, but he certainly had a, a, a better response. And I have to tell you, at the end of the game, he, um, he came on the pitch, shook a few hands, shook hands with the, with, the, with the ref, and you could see in his face he wasn't really happy. And I said to Beck, I, I really like that, you know, because in the past, if Everton win, it's champagne and parties and, oh, we're going to win the league. And when they lose, it's down. this guy is setting standards. This guy is knowing that for 20 minutes in that game, in the second half, when Benteke scored and Palace started have a bit of play, they lost control of the match. And in better teams, in, in better nick with better goal scorers than Benteke, they could have got, got themselves behind or, or certainly have, have given up points. And I like that he's setting standards now that people have to be accountable for. Mm. And that week in, week out, he's looking for a, a level and a consistency of play that certainly we didn't see under Marco Silva.
1: You know, just to follow on from that, you talk about all those things there, Rob. Do you know who's, who, who wants accountability as well as the fans? Yeah. There's no, there's, yeah. There's, of course, we mm. all know that all stadiums, there's an atmosphere that comes about because of how the team are doing. I don't yeah. think there's any, any stadium in the Premier League that's more real. In terms of what's going on at the club and how the mm. team are playing, we've play, both played there, Rob. It's yeah. so close. The atmosphere is is is, yeah. is really there. There's no super fancy mm. prawn sandwich brigade. There's not a big corporate side <laughs> yeah. of it. This is real fans that mm. know the game really well, mm. and, and and you get you get an instant kind of barometer of how yeah. it's going. And when when it's going well, there's no better place. The atmosphere is fantastic. Yeah. When the football starts to drop off. And you're right, Ancelotti mm-hmm. looks frustrated when the football's not the same. It totally goes to the fans straight away. Yeah. So as a viewer, even at home, you can sense the atmosphere mm-hmm. there very quickly yeah. and the change from when they're going well. And yeah, it's great to have a manager that says that's after that victory is still determined. He looks hungry, Rob. He yeah, really yeah. wants to challenge. prove a point, doesn't he? And I don't, listen, Everton fans out there, I'm mm. not, I'm not um, saying he's going to jump ship in any shape or form. Mm. What I'm saying is, this guy's a real deal. Yeah. And I know it's kind of early yet, but... He's, he's on, long contract, he's on given, a long contract, Bob.
0: I think he's been given... He's on a long
1: contract. And others have be... tried hard with this Give team to make money. it better. Yeah. He's doing it. And I'm yeah, just saying that probably... other, other ownership mm-hmm. will be like, God, blimey. With everything that he's done in the game, yeah. maybe he thought he was... Some thought he was a little, I don't know, lacking maybe motivation to, yeah,
0: to, to come to into the this, club and make an planning. impact. He is yeah, doing it. And fair and
1: play. And you're right. New stadium, a lot of money Everton Football Club. Some good young players there. I hope he stays there for many years because I think he's a he's a brilliant, brilliant get for Everton Football Club.
0: Quick word on Crystal Palace and uh, Roy Hodgson. Yep. I call it the Palace plunge, Robert. It happens at every point in the season: start, middle, <laughs> towards the end. They just go on this run where they they, they yep. don't win games, don't turn up a, a, yep. as often. They're in one of those funks now. Yep. I mean, got difficult games co- coming. Some difficult games coming up. Um, haven't got a regular goal scorer. Um, got a manager who there was talk this week that might not be happy with things. So they're, they're not that far away from the bottom, 30 points at the moment, you know, mm. bottom. You know, six points away from safety, but some of those teams have got game in hand now. Still work to do for Roy, isn't there? And, and is Roy still the right man at 72? Absolutely the right man. Yeah, I'd agree.
1: Absolutely the right man. i agree. And uh, uh, listen, you talk about the Palace plunge, and, 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 it's a, and you're right. But but it's Crystal Palace. They're not that good. They're not <laughs> going to go a whole season and, and, and win a ton of games and uh, and finish in the top six. They're just not that good. So they're not the right as good as Sheffield United basketball. before the no. ball
0: was kicked. You would have you, you would have said Sheffield United and finish above them. I, I might have done, yeah. No I didn't way. Have going down. Must have. I,
1: I did not have Sheffield United going down. You know that. I yeah. thought they were going to be. I, I watched plenty you of them. Never had them
0: above Palace. I, well,
1: I'm telling you, not. I, they would have been close for me. They would have been close for me.
0: So you I, think Palace are just better than going down, not good enough for really top ten? That kind that of, yeah.
1: I think they're bottom half. They're like a you know a thirteenth, fourteenth type of team. I think the manager does a great job. Yeah. Yes, they can sometimes look a little bit boring. We all know. I mean, his shape is. I mean, legendary. You can watch a game and you know yeah. it's Roy Hodgkin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's in the right spots defensively. They're not easy to break down, and they rely on a few. A little bits of flash from, of course, we know Zahar yeah, and maybe yeah. IU and yeah. maybe the midfield player getting forward. Ben Teke got a goal in this one, fair play to him. Um, but I, I just think if you start thinking about getting rid of Roy Hodgson and Palace have been there before and yeah. they've tried to sex yeah. it up with different managers, De Boer and different mm. styles, they, you can get in trouble.
0: But, but I like you're him. saying, so what you're saying to me is if I'm a season ticket holder for because of Palace and we stay up this year and, yeah. and Roy stays and I'm yeah. going to buy next season season ticket, I'm yeah. going to be bottom half... At the moment, yep. they're lowest scorers in the Premier League. We're going to defend really well and, and nick some points. We're not going to go down. We're not going to go up. And here, will you buy my £500 season ticket? That's, that's the life of a Crystal Palace fan.
1: No, there's more, there's more, there's more hope than that, Robio. Where does hope the hope that, come from then? Well, it comes from the transfer market. And it comes from maybe they can make some good acquisitions that they haven't done, of course. And, mm. the, and recently, you know, some players that haven't really hit it off been Is it time for
0: Wilf? Is it time to cash in on Wilf and, and, and spend the money in other ways? Uh, I'm, I'm,
1: I'm not sure, Rob. I think it's a time for him to sit down with Wilf and say, mm. "Come on, come on, Wilf. Like, let's get back to your best." This is a great club for you, and mm. and I know you want to. You know, I, I don't know. It's like one of you. One you, you. You often say I want to sit down and look into his eyes, yeah, and see what yeah, he feels. Yeah. Because Wilf Zaha, for me, is is a really really great player for Crystal yeah. Palace, of course.
0: If he wants and to I, be I, there, I
1: don't know whether the, the the demand is there for this guy to go a lot higher. Maybe it is. Maybe mm. that's that's why he's a little bit sulky and he looks frustrated and he looks Mister Angry. Yeah. Um. But but you're losing a, such an important flair player and. Mm. Yeah, you take that money for Zaha and you can maybe buy a couple of players that you hope that one of them can hit it big time um, for for a Palace big time, that is. Yeah. It's just, I I, I wouldn't be making it easy for him to go, Rob, because I think Mm. he's a really talented player, an important player at Crystal Palace. It's just... Try and make him see if he wants to stay at the club yeah. and try to do some better deals. I mean, Cahill was great. as a free transfer. Yeah.
0: They're an old team. I think they've got the oldest starting 11 in, in the league up nearly 30 years of age. So, it does need a little bit of, of fine-tuning. It's just I think good there, recruitment. It needs good recruitment. Like, every yeah, club needs good recruitment. Yeah. Palace
1: is, is absolutely mm. desperate. Sure. They haven't you, necessarily got... had that in the past, no. have
0: they? I mean, they've no. had a few good solid citizens, but there's not too many who've come in who, who've sparkled, who, who they bought. Yeah. So, um, yeah, a bit of a challenge on for Palace. I think it'll be okay. <clears throat> I think it'll be okay. Yeah. Let's move it on to two teams who, at this stage, were not going to be okay. It was a relegation six pointer, Brighton hosting Watford at the Amex Stadium. The six pointer ended up a point apiece. Who was happier with the point? Would it be Potter coming back late, or would, would, would yeah. Nigel Pearson? Yeah, I think I think Pato happier
1: mm. with it. I mean, I, you know, again, Watford they they they've looked good. They've looked yeah. they've looked they've looked like they're up for it. They look like they're confident. Mm. They look like they're playing better. They look like they believe they can play their way out of the relegation yeah. zone. Of course, but they've had a few body blows. Mm. And you know, just when you think that they're in control of this game, you know, Brighton. To be fair, keep doing the same thing. It's a real test of philosophy for me, Rob. Brighton right now. It's a yeah. real test of the manager's resolve. And this is the way that we're playing. Yeah, we play out from the back. Sometimes it sometimes it doesn't work and we leave yeah. ourselves vulnerable. But but, but, a, but a lot of times it does work. And yeah, you can find a way through. And the goal came. Um, I don't think he's going to change, Rob Graham Potter. I don't think he's going to no. go back to a Chris Hewton style of more defensive shape that we just talked about at Crystal Palace. I think he's definitely going to go with this more expansive side of things. He's got players off the bench again. Jahan Bach comes on and does well. Mopay didn't start the game. He's still figuring out... I guess the best team in certain situations, but I, when Watford went ahead with that Decorey goal, brilliant goal from him again. He's having a good season. I just, I just thought that Watford could, could strong it out a little bit. Um, But, but yeah, the, the, and this has happened a lot of times now, Rob. And I and I feel with Watford scoring and yeah. defending. Yeah. And I feel strongly about this because I remember doing it in my club and in my team. And and you you get a break. See, Watford start games, Rob, really well. Yeah. So when it's nil nil and it's all yeah. even, they start. They look yeah. really really good. And because of that that ability, they score. Yeah. And then they score. and, like, mm-hmm. and, and I and I recognise it. Wow, it's three points. You know, this is a critical three points. Yeah. And And. It, it all it all gets more cautious. It gets yeah. more safe. Everybody comes back in a good shape, like you're supposed to do in so many ways. Yeah. But it but it's not helping them. This yeah, happened you, in the last you, what, three, you, four, you five games. The you're inviting a little the pressure. They get a little and bit they, more possession, and, and, and they get possession. they haven't mm. been strong enough psychologically. Can Nigel Pearson? Yeah. And, and I and I thought about it a lot. How do you get your team, even though when they go ahead, Rob, in yeah, a critical change, game, a six-point yeah, game, yeah. to keep going the same? Yeah, yeah. Keep going yeah. the same. Keep, yeah, let's keep go trying to attack. Yeah and it feels riskier that you're throwing people forward to try and get a second goal. It, it, it might, it,
0: it, what are you? We talked about this mentality. Difficult? We talked on the pitch. They've dropped 17 points now from from. So they um, keep doing it. Positions. So it's not helping them. No, yeah, but and it also gets you in your head, Rob. You you know, and, yeah. and we've played. You know, especially when you're down there and you're needing points, and then you get one up, and you, you the fears still come. You're still doubting yourself that you're going to end up. So you with go three safe. Points. So you go extra safe, as you say, yeah. even deeper, sit back, like. Numbers of bodies back, but nobody right. actually pressing the right. ball. And all of a sudden, yep. somebody flips, somebody gets in, and, and you look around and, and it, it flattens you. And, and that's a worry that they, they keep being flattened. They were 2 0 up last weekend against Everton, lost 3 2. You know, 1 0 up again uh, in a game against Brighton. If they get the three points, you know, bring Brighton right into it, they, they, mm. they drop the points again. And it's a, it's a bit of a challenge for Nice now because he's got some big characters, some strong characters who you would think could sort of. Tough it out a little bit and say, right, we've got a goal, we hang on to this. But it hasn't but necessarily But that's the point. That they shouldn't be hanging on. They shouldn't be hanging
1: on yeah. after 20 minutes, Rob. That's but what they, I'm saying. But gotta, they're saying. It almost looks like they a tactic rather
0: than, than just a mentality. It almost looks like they. they just, there was a time when. i you nurtured a, a timeline. Choi Deeney was playing right back for about five minutes when they were 1 0 yeah. up and, yeah. and letting Brighton have the ball. Mm.
1: It's okay for players to desperately want to grind and to see out of a, yeah. a, a winning position, Rob. But when it's happened, you just said the numbers mm. from from lost drop points and winning positions. Yeah. Isn't that telling the manager and the team it's not working? Mm. Everybody being yeah. super safe and getting behind the ball, it's not. Let's continue high. Let's be brave, Robio, and say mm. to Roberto Pereira and, and Lefeo as wingers. Stay up, stay up, yeah, stay up. Because mm. if there's one thing that does, it yeah. makes a, it makes more of an end-to-end game. Yeah. And right now. You know, with those mm. forwards, they've got Ndini and Decor and Pereira. Yeah, and they, they
0: mm-hmm. might nick another
1: on the They might nick another instead of scoring. Oh, guys, Pereira, Pereira and Dele, get get mm. back in there. I mean, Troy Deeney's, like you said, he's on the edge of his own box. Yeah. And and that, in some ways, that's a... It's, it's,
0: it's right, because you want it admirable. You, yeah, defend, you want to defend, but, but I'm pitch. not
1: sure it's the right tactic. And that's up to Nigel Pearson. Mm. I, I would say to realise now, okay, it's happened too many times. We've got to change our approach and not be safe and sit in and let's get forward. Maybe hit a few longer balls. Let's let's stretch this game a little bit, so we you don't invite the possession. and say Brighton. Well, there yeah. you go, Brighton. We're going to sit in there. You've got the ball. Can you break us down? Because teams are finding a way to score against Watford,
0: and they're dropping points. We had, we had a classic Rebecca Lowe question. Oh. Which of these two do you fancy more to stay up, mm. Watford, Brighton? Yeah,
1: well, I'll say I'll, I will say Watford because mm. I've said that. I, I've I predicted that. Um, and uh, something's going to go wrong, of course, but I, I thought Brighton would go down. I thought Watford would stay up. I thought Watford would stay up, actually, all the way through. I know, yeah. they, I know they're still in it right now. I yeah. Just look at the players, Rob, mm,
0: I and there's a mean, lot yeah. of good forwards they're there. But again, suited, the, yeah.
1: Pl- yeah, I want to see him attack more, go yeah. for games more and not try and be so defensive, and I think they would be okay. You know, I don't know. We'll see how it shakes out. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I think the profile of player that, that Nigel's got look a little more suited to it yeah. and... and, and I think Brighton still are going to continue what Graham Potter does. I think that he's got a kind of hold over the club that, that's, in, in some respects, I, I put a note where I worry less about the future of Brighton because I think it's in good hands with him. And I worry more about the, 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 the present, just the right now. Are they going to get enough points to stay in this league? And, and I'm not convinced at this point that that's going to happen, mate. So,
1: it's, it's going to be fascinating, Rob, because yeah. you know, it's been a funny match week this, Rob. We'll do a mm. podcast next weekend as well, and it's kind of half the teams are yeah. playing. we got this got game next week. Yeah. yeah, West Ham United mm. is the one that's, that's yeah. like, wow, that that could I mean, go anywhere.
0: Really. I know that. that. And that game in hand now for West Ham United, is Man City away, you're like, gone <laughs> you know, don't guarantee any points from that, I and mean, you don't yeah. know if you want it. But, listen, they didn't lose it at this stage, yeah. so that's always a good thing. Yeah. OK, mate, we, we're going to get to that point where we, we talk about our underappreciated performers of the week. Do you want to open up, or do you, want, do you want me to start? I want you to open up. OK, I'm going to open up with uh, an Everton forward who's been known for his energy and, and enthusiasm, but not necessarily his goals, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Uh, the young Everton striker who is now getting amongst the goals, 11 club high, 11 Premier League goals this season starting to understand and get to what, what he needs to do in terms of finishing things off, he, he's, a, he's a big guy, can play as a target guy, he's playing in a partnership now with Vishal I just think he deserves a little bit of credit, uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin because you know, since has left that football club, it's like they've never filled the shirt right and maybe Dominic Calvert-Lewin deserves a good chance. Mm.
1: Yeah, I, I think he's underappreciated in terms of what he's doing mm. this season. It's great, but I'm gonna I'm gonna chuck a bit of a weird one in at you, Rob. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick a player from the same club, and I'm gonna pick as underappreciated his strike partner, Richarlison. Is he though? When
0: when Barcelona offer a hundred million dollars for him, if you believe yeah, well, or would believe in the paper. Yeah,
1: well the, that that's the, I think that's all that was all rumours. Yeah. But, it, but it's a it's a back up to my point. He's underappreciated if you know, if Barcelona are looking mm. at him for 100 million euros or whatever, I, I, I listen, this is different, right? You're, you're underappreciated. is basically based on Cavallon, what he's doing right now, and he's yeah. banging in the goals. And I totally agree. But I would say it's different. I'd say it's unexpected from Kavale, all right? It's, it's underappreciated, but it's more unexpected. Mm. Now, he's got more goals, a couple more goals from Richardson. Yeah. They're both 22 years of age. They both played 24 games. Mm. Charlton's got nine Premier League goals, and Cavallon's got 11. So, So, you know, but I tell you now, this Richarlison, it is, is a, has got tools to be a top player, and and his yeah. performance in that game, and his header, exactly. and yeah, his movement, exactly. and yeah. his goal, he's got a goal, he's got an assist, and I don't know whether I think Everton fans probably get it, but if other other listeners here to our show mm. and Premier League fans in general, Rob, I think that that Richarlison. Is better than what most people think, and yep, he ain't getting. He's not banging in the goals to be like you know. Yeah, he? He's got got nine now, nine the, this season. He's got yeah. nine, and you, mm. you hope for more. Yeah, I issues. just think in his general game and how he's improving, his mentality, his emotional control has got better. There's a couple of times he came back and made great tackles. We know he's got good abilities to go through and score. He's quick. He's good in the air. I think he's. I think he's underappreciated. Mm, or or of of how good he is now and how good he could become. Mm. Um, So the Barcelona thing is just like pokes everybody like, wow, they should have taken the money for Richarlison. (laughs) I'm like, "Mm, I don't know. Because I I think he's got a big future in the game, Rob, with with a different team, with maybe some top class around him. He could become Mm. a real big player um, and for Brazil as well. We'll have to wait and see. I I just think it's an interesting kind of a mix of these two players both we feel being underappreciated yeah. you know, I'd say for different reasons
0: mm. and under this manager both of them could go on to improve a lot Rob and, and, yeah and they could, they could as, as you well know, this could be a really good strike partnership for, yeah. for um, Everton going forward ok mate so it was the um, first ever Premier League winter break well the first part of the Premier League winter break so that's it from us this weekend on a weekend when Everton and Sheffield United made a move for a European spot and stormed Kira well she made her mark as well with the postponed game at the Etihad. Look out for our next podcast. That's on Monday, February the seventeenth, when we're breaking down, amongst other things, the Chelsea-Man United race for the top four spot. But for now, I'm Earl. He's Musto. Together with the two Robbies. Thanks for listening. It's a good night from me, and it's good night from him.